Welcome back, baby, to another episode of the False Nine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Edwin. I'm here joined with Santiago. Santiago, how you doing, brother? What's up, bro? Everything good? I'm chilling. Oh, yeah, I'm chilling. Um, there's no club football this upcoming weekend because of the international break. A lot of the international teams have already kicked off today as a of recording. Of, a lot of people have gotten injured already, so that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, no surprise there whatsoever. Um, however, there is there has been a lot of news regarding a few players from our respective clubs, Manchester United and Manchester City, this week as well that we wanted to talk about. So, Santi, let's take the former man. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we all love to make fun of uh, clubs that sign players and, you know, end up flopping. Ex- example, pretty much, I think Chelsea's been the biggest team that's been dealing with this lately. Lukaku, Werner, you could even argue Havertz, whatever. But, you know, I'm not a Chelsea fan. I could care less about Chelsea. We talked about Bowley last week, so I don't want to talk about Chelsea ever again. I just hope that I hope that Yang does not make me talk about his club again. I really pray. Yeah, don't hold your breath on that one. But. I'm not. I, I know it's gonna it's gonna be something wild. I, I can't wait. Anyways, so more important things, my club. Yeah. yeah so so what what's uh, there's news regarding Maguire. A lot of juicy news regarding yeah, Maguire. Yeah, there's, so. there's a there's an interesting article written written on ESPN by. Uh, uh, What's his face? Mark Ogden. He's a the United beat reporter for them, and he pretty much says, um, or pretty much it's defend. It's an article defending Maguire, saying how his poor form last year was based on the people around him, whoever was getting he was getting partner with, and even uh, included the goalkeeper, included the midfield, the midfielders, and it was just pretty much like a piece of like, hey, like. He doesn't suck, yet everyone else just sucks. Uh, even though he's the captain, it's unfair to judge him like that, and he doesn't suck. That's how I took it. The biggest thing for me that, like, I lost my mind, out of, there, I mean, there's a comparison, and he's, like, saying that if Ruben Diaz, if he were to switch places with Ruben Diaz, Ruben Diaz would have been as bad as McGuire last year. Horrendous take. Apparently that's from a source. I don't even think that's from a source. Well, what was he saying? Maguire last year in general, or Maguire? So since Ruben Diaz, Ruben Diaz came to City last year, right? No, and well, last year yes, but like for the sorry, last season. No, two seasons ago. For the 2020-21 season. Oh yeah, you got him the pandemic. He was just saying, beginning of last season, if you were to flip, switch, uh, flip. Uh, places, Ruben with whatever center back you partner with, he would have struggled like Maguire. And I'm like, no. First of all, Ruben can actually properly defend one on one. And listen, by the way, before before we get a, a little excited and animated, I'm not gonna shit on Maguire for his football aspect in this uh, in this segment. By the way, so people, sorry, we can shit on Maguire whenever he's playing, but he's not playing, so I can't shit on him. Yeah, but so, there's a reason he's not playing. It's because but, he's so there's but there's a bigger issue. I'm trying to get to. Anyways. right, right. Go ahead. So my thing is, Ruben can defend one on one. Maybe you can compare the pace, but I don't think Ruben's as slow as Maguire. And I think Ruben now with City, he could still see the adjustment of playing a high line. Clearly, that's something Maguire has struggled with. 
He can't play a high line, and that's why he always constantly gets beat, because he's not fast enough. Um, now, you could always argue that if you have a sweeper keeper, like an Ederson, like an Allison, that the new modern keeper, that this would be such an issue. But I argue that, um, I mean, not, not every team has a sweeper keeper. Like, other than Ederson and Allison, and Neuer, I'll give you Neuer too. Anyone, any other sweeper keepers that stand out to you? Oh, and Ter Stegen. Yeah, no, not really, honestly. Like, the standout that's a sweeper keeper, like the one that will go to the half line on a corner. Yeah, no, because Lloris do, doesn't really come out of his box at all. Um, John Oblak doesn't come out of the uh, Courtois also doesn't really come out. And... Right, so if you want to make that comparison, I think that's, like, unfair because you don't get sweeper keepers, like, that come to your mind that are playing everywhere. Right. So now, you again... You could argue the hair doesn't come out. That's a different story. Whatever. But anyways, my thing that killed me, and I don't even want to say this is like blatantly racist, but like that's how mad I got. What do you mean, cuz? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I got so mad. I'm like, yo, this is white, white privilege shit that like, <laughs> like I'm so mad. And now, don't get me wrong. I don't think like this is what they were going for. This is just how I interpret it as a brown man from a Latin American country that doesn't speak English, that Spanish is their first language, I took this hard in person. Right, okay, yeah, because the, the, apparently the report was that Maguire was, was saying part of the reason for his poor performance is because of the, the language barrier, communication barrier between David De Gea. Yeah, and then, so then, uh, I'm like, De Gea has been in the country. For a for decade like, now. For like, yeah, he speaks perfect English. He's always in the presser. At what point, or what English words does he still need to learn that he keeps he can struggle to communicate with you? Yeah, no, and I mean it's he might not be fluent in English, but if you're move if you're a professional footballer and you're moving to a different country where the, there's a different language, they the club teaches you words that you're gonna need to use on the pitch. And I could I could argue and even say it from my experience, regardless if he doesn't speak the most perfect English, because he speaks. English that well, he understands and knows all the basic terminology. Right, exactly. And it just mind boggles me that he's like, oh, the reason why Martinez was able to adapt so well if it's because he could speak in Spanish. Now, could you argue that maybe the head just knew Maguire was shit and maybe he's going a little far and beyond with Martinez and apart with the new manager? You could argue that. But at the same time, Maguire and Martinez were the center back duo or the, the pairing the first two games when we lost, when we got yeah. destroyed. Mm -hmm. So then now comes Varane. Varane apparently talks in Spanish too because he was in Spain for yeah, 10 years. Oh, wait, yeah, look yeah. at that. He was in the country for 10 years and knows the other language. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. So to me, that whether whoever said it, according to Mark Allen, the sources of Maguire, okay. Could I, Source could, isn't Maguire. Yeah, so could I believe him? Yes, but I also feel like that source, those type of quotes seem too personal. So it's someone like like, like his circle. And I feel like in a way, Maguire has said these things. Maybe not those exact words written in the article. But I do believe maybe Maguire feels like a little culture clash. I believe that, but not language barrier. I don't believe that one at all. 
Well, the thing is, too, like, another thing that was said in that article, I believe, was part of the reason why Harry Maguire has struggled so much is because the pace around him, around him is also very poor as well, right? But I don't... I doubt I don't see that as the case because he's had one Basaka. One Basaka is fucking is fast as shit. Now, can you argue we've had shit defenders? Yes. Yeah, but, that's a but, different story. Yeah, the arguments are like just doesn't add up. Um, he just pretty much is like he because he's so slow, he needs to be covered by pace. Okay, I could argue Martinez is not the fastest player. Varane is probably faster than him. I mean, McGuire played with Varane last year, and <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. It was not a good pairing. I mean, because, all right, so what else was this article basically saying, um, apart from, like, the, these, like... So, the, and... the big, it started out with, up until, I believe, a week before the Euro, the the Europa League final, uh, the even two, two seasons ago, but it was in 2021, uh, I think Maguire had played, like, almost every single game in a row for United, I think, like, 70-something games since mm-hmm. he arrived from Leicester. I mean, and then six months in... Um, he became the captain, so he was undroppable by Solskjaer. So he got he picked up an injury, and ever since he picked up the injury, he wasn't the same. Now I don't think he was blaming the injury, like like he's not blaming that he's not fully recovered from because of the injury, but he's just kind of saying that's the moment where his whole like career has changed, um, and he's just been getting more critique. And I don't know, for me at least, I mean you know me, you've heard me, like I've complained about Maguire. Now. I think I think another thing for me, this one's gonna surprise you. I think there's times that the only reason why I complain is because he paid so much money for him. Right. So if you really just take out the price tag and he's just our player, um, I do go a little too harsh on him. He could be a state case scapegoat at, at at most times, but I also think it's fair to say that the reason we are doing so well now defensively is because he's not playing. No, I get that, and uh, you know I just, what I mean. And then that's I, two separate yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, no, I especially get the scapegoat thing because, and I, I've said this last season in one of our episodes where I feel like the whole thing with Maguire, like it's a huge reflection of Man United as a whole. And Maguire, just, I think his back performances are a lot louder than everyone else's. Like there are a couple players on that team well, whose back performance, yeah, are and like. We'll talk, sorry to cut you off, but we'll talk about this later. But like Pogba, same thing, the 100 million thing, it's just, was all, he was always carrying them in that back. And there's a reason why. I think uh, the famous one, Graham Sunnis. I don't know how to say his last Graham name. Graham Sunnis. You would always criticize him for no reason. I feel you, you know what Graham Sunnis. Yeah, no, he's he's kind of like Jack Gre. He's had he said some words for Jack Grealish recently as well, and Grealish kind of like has, has dig back at him. I haven't looked into that yet, but yeah, he he likes to talk Graham. But I don't know. I think with this whole Maguire thing, I don't think it just. You're saying that the the article, the, the guy, the journalist, whatever, he's talking about Maguire last season. I think I think Maguire only had one good season at United, and that was his first season. The first at United, one, correct. And then ever since then, it's it's just been downhill ever since. And I think that Maguire is like a huge reflection of kind of like what footballing fans now, what younger footballing fans now are kind of like putting him into this bag or him and a lot of other players like if you have one good season then you're considered world class you know what no, I'm saying? I, th- all, I, all I just think get... I, I just think in the moment i remember i was upset uh but i mean uh kind of had the back Solshire in here but like making him captain was the reason i think this whole just spy just spiraled down 
spiraled and you think so the captaincy was just too much so I think that's the issue so like I'm, I know I see a lot of people like oh if Maguire said this he shouldn't be at the club he should get sold no bro one step at a time what we sell him I don't know maybe but I don't even worry about that bro strip him of the captaincy if the man is blaming other people for sucking and don't get me wrong like I said we might have pinpointed too much of why of this being the scapegoat of like all our problems was him but he still he, he still should know like yo I wasn't playing good enough regardless right right and I mean Giorgio Chiellini also spoke out recently amidst these um, these reports as well saying that he believes that Harry Maguire's criticism is pretty unfair um, and that Maguire has so much like pressure and like huge shoes to fill solely because of his price tag and the fact that United haven't been performing well in general as a whole. So again, it comes back to the scapegoat thing. Like it's easy to put the blame on him. You know what I'm saying? But again, like it's kind of like you. He only had he only really had just one good season, and then after that, he's been exposed. Yeah, maybe you can blame some like the system that was working around and not having the right players for that system. So it kind of revolves in like a domino effect. But you can very much clearly see in a lot of the games like the errors that he makes and just like a lot of simple things that he just completely gets wrong and yeah that could be down to like a lack of confidence which does don't get me wrong it does get the better of a lot of people but i mean you're playing for a club like manchester united you have that price tag you got to be able to be mentally strong you know and, and have something to figure that stuff out on your own you feel me and i blamely solely Ole for this by the way now i i don't know if city do this do you know if the captain captaincy and vice captaincy are given to the Players for for the most part, players with the most um, like the the most years at the club. Because I know Ruben's a vice captain now, but I know a captain's also Kevin. And is there, is you have another captain? So I believe the captains as of now, Ruben, Kevin, uh, maybe Ederson. I because I know it was solely Fernandinho, and then when Fernandinho wasn't on, it, was it would Kevin. be Kevin. Yeah, and then Ruben would Ruben's, be the third. Yeah. The third one. Um, I don't know who the... I, I'm assuming the third one would probably be Ederson at the moment. Or maybe um, Kyle Walker? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like... No, no, no. Players. Definitely not Kyle Walker. At City, I don't believe... And I don't think this should oh, be Oh, Gundogan. What are we talking about? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Gundo, yeah. Gundo, Gundo, yeah. Gundo. You know what? I think Gundo is actually Gundo's second... Isn't this Gundo main? Oh, no, no. Yeah, he is, he's the main. And then Kevin. And then Kevin and then Ruben. Yeah. That is, so, that's right. so, so my thing is, I know they did this at Madrid, and I think it's, it works perfectly. Like, Marcelo just left, right? He was the captain. He wasn't playing, but he was the captain because he was the, the, the player with the most uh, most years at the club. So who gets the captaincy? Benzema. He's been there He's been there the longest, and yada, yada, yada. I think the, the backup ones are Modric and Cruz um, or Carvajal. Some but yeah, but is that like is that confirmed though? It's like whoever the longest serving like seniority is. I, the, so that's how they were doing it because it was it went from Casillas to Ramos to Marcelo to Benzema. That's how they do it. I don't know how many other clubs. I just like that model, and I just think mm. it personally. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think it, that model is better than the um, the the manager just picking the captain. Well, I don't, I, I, don't know. I don't really agree with that model solely because you could be the longest, one of the longest serving oh, players okay, at the he club. Has and, play, he has to be playing at least too. Like it can't be like a well, no, not Scott, even that. Scott Carson like, be like at City for like ten years. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like 
that's that's one aspect but like if you don't have like the leadership qualities you know and qualifications to be that that leader then i guess I yeah i guess real is just like the weird example where it's like it just works out perfectly yeah um but and, so my thing is again at the time when ashley young leaves because i remember ashley young becomes captain because antonio valencia leaves yeah you know and it's like okay who comes after ashley young oh it's either de Gea or juan mata nope they don't even make him vice captains and i don't know and i think that was all his obsession and i remember him saying that after one of the seasons um i believe after his was it the first season or was it the second when they asked him to transfer um yeah i think the second because it was it was during the pandemic or was it the first? yeah that was the second during the pandemic they asked him what is your um what is your strategy in the transfer market go we're gonna buy young and we're gonna buy british so i think i don't know if i don't want to call it an obsession but maybe i mean it it, it, it kind of makes sense with always playing uh rasher mctominay uh, yeah mctominay's british and and Maguire all the time. No, Mc, well, Great Britain, but McTominay is Scottish. Yeah, but that's British, isn't it? No, in the Olympics, he could be, he could play for. Yeah, but isn't Great, Great Britain? Britain. Aren't Great Britain means British? No, no, that's just a part of the the UK. I'm gonna call him British anyway. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, so I just think that obsession really fucked us, and thankfully, Ten Hag was able to put his balls down and be like, "Enough is enough." Now, and I think after this, I think, listen, we were we talked about the summer about, like, Murtaugh, or was it the other guy? Whatever, whoever, someone talked about, the the person who's been leaking the stuff to the media has been gone. Really? Shit like this shouldn't be happening. Right, yeah. And it's still happening. Well, I and don't I, think... And I hate the people that keep defending this man. Just, like, like stop, stop defending him. He should defending be who? He shouldn't be a captain anymore. That's all I'm asking. Uh, I'm not okay. even saying he's been he's been shit this year. I, I, I'm in, it's a, it's irrelevant. He should not be a captain. He's not a leader. I've told you this every single episode last year. He is not respected as a captain. You can't take him seriously. And what has he won? Nothing. And the one shite. But with the whole like British agenda, I don't think that that necessarily falls onto Oli. I think that just might be. I think that just might be a United thing that that's a part of like their mission statement or like maybe, but I know for a fact there. that is gone now with Ten Hag. Right, and I don't. It might not even that also might not be a decision that came down to Ten Hag either. I think that's just a part of like okay, look, we need to fucking we really need to get this club back in order, and th- we've been doing this for so long. It clearly hasn't been working. It's time to try something new. Feel me? So, yeah, no, but um. I was just like a little, just the the language barrier thing just threw me off, and I just couldn't read the whole article. I was just like, I'm I'm, I'm mad. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. Honestly, I I would have I would have gotten mad as well if I had read that um, myself because it's kind of like it does kind of like if if you're if politics run deep with you, then that's some and as it does for me, like that would piss me off because it would kind of give me a hint of like white privilege type shit. Because <laughs> like like how dare you try to blame language. And like I can even like in my head I can just imagine if Maguire is saying this to his lads or some shit like oh my fuck can you speak English what you know what I'm saying like no so I I get where you're coming from I get where you're coming fucking from fucking Brexit bro fucking Brexit <laughs> but all right so that's that with Maguire in terms of 
the other news outlets that have been coming out as well this past week. There's news regarding Jack Grealish. And Santi, you actually brought this forward to me earlier in the week about Jack Grealish leaving yeah. at the end of this, this current season, leaving next year. I don't think that that's true. However, the news reports say that he has asked his agent to find him a new club because he doesn't expect to be at City next year. Now, I think the articles, the news is just kind of like exploiting the situation a bit and like uh, using like, oh, I don't expect to be here next year. I think that that could mean a bunch of different things. I think that that could probably mean and maybe he feels like the club won't want to renew his contract. So he's asking his agent to have a backup on the, on the chance that that happens. I don't think that it's he wants to leave at all. But what, what do you think? What did you get from, from that article that you read or that tweet, that tweet that you read? It takes a lot of balls to kind of like acknowledge like your situation. Like, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. This is the first thing I thought of. Would you have rather just kept Ross and never bought uh, Grealish and just bought... All right, would you have rather bought Kane instead of Grealish? I would have... In hindsight, looking back now, I would... I think that everything worked out the way that it should have because um, we were able to buy Holland and, and I would I would much rather have Holland instead of Kane. Um, so I think us buying so, Grealish also like allowed us and not getting Kane because of the whole situation at the beginning of the last season. I think that kind of like paved the way for Holland to eventually come through. So then would you rather just kept Ross and never bought Grealish? <sighs> um, uh, let me see. All right, well, hold on. Let me let me actually answer the first part of your question. So, in the moment back then, would I have rather have bought gotten Grealish or Harry? If it meant, if it meant, yeah, no, hold on. Actually, better question. If it meant buying Grealish was going to result in losing Ross, maybe not that year, but the next year, would you have done it? Take take the cane throw because Holland has been killing it. So like that's not even in the debate. <laughs> but but in the moment, you're like, yo, we're like, oh, in. For Grealish, we're gonna pay a hundred million, but this means we're gonna lose Ross. Maybe not this year, but next year to get Holland. I I wouldn't have taken that deal. I wouldn't take, but I have biasy towards Raheem because he's I've he's been in the club since twenty fifteen. You know what I'm saying? I just think you 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 bought his replacement like, in a way, and then he just can't get into the team. Well, I don't think that we bought Grealish to replace Raheem Sterling. So why so why why do you why do you think you bought him? I think we just bought him just for for the depth and then to also improve our goal scoring front, like in general. Because goal scoring front, he just scored his twentieth Premier League goal at the age of twenty eight. Hey, more depth. Aguero was leaving. We were freaking. Um, honestly, honestly, I actually have no idea what the, <laughs> what the plan to buy Grealish was. All I know was I was on board with it because I know how great of a player he is. Um, and I know that he would he would add to the depth and he would actually give us more a little bit of flair a little bit more pizzazz up top since Jesus was re- was kind of struggling to get on the on the goal scoring side of things Raheem was kind of falling out with the playing um, with the playing time a little bit um, I mean and then another another thing I can kind of look at it then getting Grealish also made Jesus expendable how do you mean what do you mean by that because I think I think it got to the point where uh, Pep was playing Jesus in the wing, I think, right? I mean, you play him number in the, in the middle, but like if if 
can you argue that because you got Holland, you would if if there was enough space, you would put Jesus on the wing. Now I'm not, I'm, I'm I still think Jesus leaves. I'm just. Well, I don't. Jesus playing on the wing was wasn't something that was out of the ordinary. Like he would play on the wing. He would rotate on the wing pretty often since he came in in the uh in January of 2017. Um, he wasn't he wouldn't like solely play as a striker, or center forward, or whatever. He's he was a very versatile player in that sense, and that's part of the reason why we got him. I I just think it's hilarious. You spend a hundred million dollars, and no one's really bad an eye because. I mean, look, going back to how we freak out about Maguire, anything he does, I feel like everything should be brought, I think the same scrutiny should be brought up to Grealish. Okay, well, it's funny that you, that you say that, because part of the, it wasn't just the one report about Jack Grealish that has, that has come out this um, this week. There was also other reports where Kevin De Bruyne was asked about the, or I don't know if he was asked, but in, in an interview, Kevin De Bruyne had mentioned that he felt like he felt like most of the British players on the city side got more criticism in terms of the other, like the international players. And then he what? said, he said, spe- especially Jack Grealish, what? and that he thinks it's unfair the amount of criticism I have that not, he gets. I, have, I mean, this is me. I don't follow city, city Twitter or anything, but I have not seen like people go at Grealish at all. Yeah, and no. It's he doesn't you've, been co- you've been coming at Grealish. Yeah, that's me. As I'm trying to keep him straight because he sucks. He does not suck, Good, brother. Gucci but... ass, fake ass footballer. Nah, bro. I mean, yeah, David no, Beckham. But... David Beckham wannabe. The sucks. Ta- the tabloids have been have been going in on him, and it sucks. It may not be like on the field stuff. I know a good a good amount of the stuff last season was off the field stuff, like his partying and maybe like his attitude oh, and lifestyle okay, type of thing. Bro. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that that's a whole different discussion. It's just, it's just he does not. Doesn't, he just sucks. That's why everybody gets brought up. But uh, well, Grealish was asked um, with at the England camp as well what he felt about Kevin De Bruyne's comments, and he felt like yeah, it's it's true to a certain extent that he feels like he faces a lot of criticism, and a part of it is because of the price tag that he has, um, and he. I feel like with Grealish, there's different like avenues that you could look into like his situation. Um, I know one thing for me, and I don't like I don't I don't bash on Grealish at all. I don't I don't want to say that I necessarily that I don't criticize him. I don't want to say that because there are times where I do criticize him, not heavily or, or like crazy or anything like that, saying that he shouldn't be at this club or anything. It's just more so on like I guess like the attitude and maybe. I want to say cultural shock in the sense of like the different mentality and ambitions that comes with being a player at Manchester City compared to being a player at Aston Villa. And that's something that he also also touched upon as well, saying that at Villa, like he was on the team sheet. He was one of the first players to be named on the, in the 11 and he was playing super regularly. He was the captain, scoring a lot of goals. And he was in this like constant like rhythm. Right. And if you lose a game at Villa, it's like no big deal or not that it's no big deal or whatever but it's not as much of a big deal as it is as losing the game at city because there's way more on the line in terms of in terms of success and trophies and i agree with that no disrespect to villa at all but like but bro like the priorities are a lot different at man city than it is to villa and you can agree with that i know you can agree with that 
Because we're fighting for trophies. We're trying to win trebles and quadruples and so on and so forth. You feel me? Like, this is, like, the top. Like, the best of the best. 19 goals at the age of 28, bro. 19 goals. Yeah, How but you're you also... buy him for 100 million? You're also forgetting the fact that he, he hasn't played most of his football in the Premier League. No, 19 goals in the Premier League. I know, yeah. In 130 games for a winger. 100 million. All right, when he made his debut, how old was he when he made his debut? 17, right? In the Premier League. Gets... (laughs) Bro, bro. Bro, playing for Villa, a team that struggles to score. When I brought that up with Richarlison, I was laughed at. No, because Everton doesn't start. It's only in the past two seasons. Oh, what do you think? Okay. T- That's fine. All right. Listen. And you you also said that Richarlison was a backup striker at Everton, which was no, no, no. <laughs> I meant to say the 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 for him to be the backup striker, I thought it was a good deal. I didn't say I didn't. It sounded like I was saying he's no. I meant we to know, say we know what you meant, cause. <laughs> Anyways, ten but, years ago, bro. I right, uh, include the championship games. Thirty-three goals. In 10 years. That's an average of how many? Three. All right. But Point also, three also you're, you're being a little bit contradictory to yourself because you were saying about Anthony, like, oh, if you're not scoring or assisting, like that. Oh, it's going to come. That's why. It's going to come. I told you this. It's going to come. He's going to get destroyed and he's not scoring anymore. But thank God he scored his first game. That's all that matters right now. We're running on that high. He's got to play. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, okay, apart from Grealish lack of scoring as a winger, there's other aspects of the game. Oh, no, okay, fair, fair. But I think, okay, I did see this too. But I think, take out the price tag. I think he needs to to improve his his production in terms of goals and assists. Right, and I, I fully take, take out the price. Like, take out the price. So because that's that's it's unfair a little bit. Yeah, no, I I fully agree with that. But also, I know that you consider him to be a flop. Yes. I don't consider him to be a flop just yet, solely because under it's a very very different environment, climate, mentality. It's a huge adjustment to make. From jumping from Aston Villa to Man City, but also the fact that you're playing under definitely top top three managers of all time in world in football. You know what I'm saying? Of like, all time. Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. Of it's all gonna, time. There's there's a lot of adjustment that needs to be made. So I feel like his first season, that's kinda like him adjusting to it. I think we should really judge him based on this season. So at the end of the season, at the end of this current season... How many games is he going to play? Like five? At the end of this current season, then we could talk about whether or not Jack Grealish was a flop or not. He will be. But it took took Riyad Mahrez a full season to get adjusted to Pep Guardiola's system. It took Bernardo Silva... Yeah, Riyad Mahrez was a winner before he came to City, bro. He's still a winner. Winner, 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 winner. 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 He had the accolades. He, he, he I, I could consider, it's him and Conte that really carry that Leicester team. Barty scored the goals, but I think it was Mars and Conte that are the reason that they actually won the title. That's my argument. We could do that another day. Not here. But yes, Grealish is a flop. Thank you for agreeing with me. I don't agree with that. I have not agreed with that. I'm saying talk. we can talk about it at the end of this current season. Thank but you, as bro. of right now, I think he deserves this season. But that's just me. That's just me, though. So what what does he have to do this season for you to be like, okay? Um, Also, I can also make this argument 
and to, to really shut this whole flop shit down, he scored an extremely important goal last season against West Ham that helped us clinch the title. Thank you. Right. So, what? He helped bring us the title, cuz. What are you talking about? Who is the reason you won the title? What do you mean? Okay, in that game, yeah, but we were losing to West Ham. If he didn't score that equalizer, we probably wouldn't have been in, in it to the last day of the season last season. How do you know that? Because we would have lost to West Ham. It wouldn't have been as, t- as tight as it was. What do you mean you would have lost to West Ham? We were down 2-1. Against yeah. West Ham. And then Greeter scored an, an equalizer late on. A great equalizer, mind you. To help us get that draw. And that kept us in the fight. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. The, hey, these are slim margins, cuz. Slim margins. And that was an important-ass goal for us. Wait, he scored the 2-1, not the 2-2. You fucking liar. 2-1. Oh, so he scored the winner then. No, Even he better. didn't score the winner. He scored the first goal. No, he didn't, cuz. Fuck is you talking about? Who scored the first goal? It was, so, Jared Bowen scored two goals. I remember this. They were up 2-0. Yeah. Half that. Then Grealish scores the first one, 2-1. And then Sufal had a freaking own goal at the end. That was Grealish's. No, it was, okay, hold on. What do you mean that was Grealish's? Yeah. Cut off of Grealish's chance. Watch, watch the goal. Watch the goal. Watch the goal right now. I'm going to watch it right now. Hold on. Anyways, I think he's a big flop. <laughs> oh, God. You had the ugly-ass jerseys on. Oh, didn't Bowen miss one to make it 3 nothing too? Yeah, well, slim slim margins, like I said. <laughs> oh, this is that Sunday, right? This is on a weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, so Grealish scores of a, of a, of a, of a deflection. By the way. A beauty. A deflection. How is that a beauty if it's a fucking It deflection? was still goal bound. I'm you not saying it would have been a I'm saying goal bound like as in it was on target. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was a deflection. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll give him some props. And then the second one. No, the second one's off the cross. Get out of here, bro. Okay, well, in, either way, important goal to get us back into the game. To, and spark that 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 draw. All right, I will, I will agree to disagree. I don't feel like fighting this. <laughs> all right, no, all right. So you think Grealish is a flop. I don't. But on the topic of flops, I think it, it'd be fun to name flops. The biggest biggest flops for our respective clubs. So biggest Man United flops, biggest Man City flops. For me, I'm going to be naming flops that I have seen, that I have per- personally seen throughout my time of watching City, which has been... 10 years. All right, wait, hold on. I'm going to also name City Flops. Why, bitch? We got to take out the bias in it. What do you mean? Uh, Oh, under, are you talking about under the Guardiola era? No, I'm just talking about in general. Bro, no. I started started watching City since, well, I started knowing about City since 2011, so I think it adds up. It's been like 11, you've been 10, right? Well, actually, uh, no, 11 now. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, it's, it's 11. So, you guys got Aguero. Actually, ha- all right, 11 and a half. I started right. watching them. So, we do top 10, this top 5 of each, each team. What do you want to do? I just... Uh, we well, can go with City because we're talking about City right now. So, I think... I, I, I got down six that I could think of and the, that I would consider biggest, in my opinion. All right, let's just do top five for each. 
No, no, okay. no. I mean, we can do. Do you want to do order? Or do you just want to do like the. the, the no, the, I don't want to do order. Yeah, just name. I just name five. All um, right. Do, do the five then. Name five. All right. So top five flops for City, in my opinion, since I started watching them. This isn't in any particular order, but this is just the ones that can just come up to the top of my head. So first one that I'm going to start off with, and I'm really sorry. I really, just so you know, I just want to get the record straight. I really wanted all of these players to work out so badly. Like, I love every single player that comes to play for Manchester. Like, I have nothing bad to say about any of the players that come to play at Man City. I don't bash on any of my players. However... It's, it just didn't work out for these cut for these people. So first one that I'm gonna go with is Eliquia Mangala. Okay. Oh my God, I had such high hopes for this for this center back. I was like, Yo, Mangala's got yo. He's gonna be fucking the successor to Vincent Company when his company's time is done at the club. Like he's gonna be fu- He's gonna be one of the best defenders he got I have ever seen. Five times, didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he got loaned out quite often. Um, he came in in 2014 from Valencia for the 2014-2015 season. He was signed for 45 million, which at the time was a British record for a defender. And he did have a strong debut. We tied 1-1 against Chelsea, I believe, on his debut. And then in the second match, he scored an own goal against Hull. And then he also conceded a penalty in that game as well. And that I feel like that that second game that he played for us was kind of like a... A huge reflection of his of his quality overall as a whole. Um, he was just super susceptible to making mistakes. Um, he wasn't as comfortable on the ball when Guardiola came that Guardiola would have hoped for, mm-hmm. compared to the other defenders that we have, obviously. So yeah, it didn't really work out. Sucks. I feel terrible for it. But he d- he did get uh, an EFL Cup medal for us in his last season. Right, bro, we got it. You like them? Let's go. <laughs> All right. Second one, oh my god, I had huge hopes for this motherfucker. Jack Rodwell. 15 million from Everton in 2012 for the 2012-2013 season. Oh my god. I felt like he was low-key gonna be like the like the next Jack uh Jack Wilshire. Like so, it's, it's very prone. Yeah, that's exactly why I didn't he was super so he had so much potential and injury really fucked fucked him over. Um, and because of the anger, injury, he struggled to kind of keep up with the competition on the team for a spot. Um, so, okay. yeah. Sorry, Jack. He, I believe, last last I heard, he was playing for Sheffield United. I don't know if he'd be still there. But he moved to Sunderland after City, and there was like a, you know, a huge falling out with them. I remember watching it in the Sunderland Till I Die documentary, whatever. Third, I know you're, I know you'll definitely agree with me on this one. Wilford Boney. Uh, I don't know if he's my he's in my top five, but he was a flop at City. I, I, yeah, he he was a flop. Great signing at the time. Like there was a lot of high hopes for him, um, but we bought him for thirty two million from Swansea in January of twenty fifteen um, for the second half of of the fourteen fifteen season. Yeah, um, and this is how much of a flop this guy was. He scored twice in his first six months at the club. <laughs> He scored twice in the first, but at the time that we bought him, in the in the whole year of in the whole calendar year of twenty fourteen, he had the most Premier League goals than anyone than any striker. So, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of potential. There was a lot of hype around him. 
Um, fourth for me, probably, I don't know if anyone remembers this or knows that this even happened, but Mike Gunn signed for, for Man City back in 2012 for the 2012-2013 season as well. Mike Gunn, a fucking one, definitely, unarguably one of the best right backs in his Yeah, but it was past his prime. What you yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wow. it didn't, because, yeah, because he was pat, he was old, he was past his best, and he he did get a lot of injuries during his time at City. He only stayed for one season too. He got a lot of injuries, and he struggled with form from the jump. Like he didn't. It's not like he even fell out of form. He just okay. didn't have the form Last coming one. in. Last one. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I'm gonna name two more. I'm just gonna. No, you only one two. more. You can do. We can do honorable mentions after. Just do one more. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with Nolito. Okay. He signed for sixty million I from Celta. It was, it, was, it was big. It was big hype. I remember. Yeah, big hype. And the reason why there was so much big hype around him was because in the 2014-2015 season, he created ninety six goal scoring chances. And, the and that was that was more than that was more than anyone in Spain, and that was the fifth best in Europe. And the funniest thing is, he was good after he left City too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he went back to Spain. Another part of the reason why it didn't work out was because um, he well he did fail to kind of like get a grip with the Premier League, yeah, yeah. but his his family was also unsettled in England as well. All right. So. All right. All right. Cool. I have I have, I think I have one only one of the same, so it's just nice. Well, so, who who is yours? So I got my top five. Number one for me. No, I thought you said I thought you said. Um, Oh, you're about to name city ones. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna name them in my order because I'm not biased and I could I could say them in order. Number one for me is Ben Benjamin Mendy, horrific signing. Apart from whatever happened off the field these last couple of years, he can never stay on the field. And I remember apart from those first couple of games that first season he came. Ever since that, he was just shit. <laughs> I'll never forget. His horrific mistake against Chelsea, where he had like a miscommunication, fucking brain fart with Gundogan in in the middle of the field, and then Christian Pulisic completely. Yeah. So, yeah. for me, number one, number one uh, flop for you guys. Number two, and this is more uh, based on the reaction of when he signed. He didn't think it was City. It was United, and oh, really? He was there for the mo- he was clearly there for the money, which I mean, <laughs> at, at, the, at the time, it's like you couldn't blame him. But yes, Robinho, number two. Um, self-explanatory. I mean, I would I wouldn't name Robinho, but I did. He signed in what two thousand eight. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a, a footballing fan. Right. No. I I, I just knew like the stories around. The yeah. Story. Yeah. He is. He is, is so considered. Long. He's considered not only Man City's biggest flop, but one of the Premier League's big biggest flops mm-hmm. as well. Uh, number three, I will go with Mangala, so that's where I agree. I think there, I remember there was a big hype with him. I do remember they were like, "Oh, we got a great new center back, him and Otamendi for the future." Yeah. Yada yada yada. That didn't work. <laughs> uh, number four. Um, so before I give you number four, number five, Jack Grealish. I think he could easily go higher. Pending. Maybe that's pending. Pending after the season, I think he's gonna get higher, especially how much you sell him for. But I think number four is Claudio Bravo. When Pep comes Ooh, in. Ooh, I forgot Pep, about that motherfucker. Pep, 
Ooh, that's the uh, you know what? I that is the only motherfucker that I would say that I fucking hate hated as a city player. Oh my gosh, I hated seeing his name on the team. And I hated the fact that oh that Pep Guardiola got rid of Joe Hart for him, bro. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so as people remember, Pep comes in, doesn't like Joe Hart. I don't know if Pantamillion was still the backup. It was probably someone else. No, Pantelemon was gone by then. <laughs> was, I wanted the backup book. And then he's like, no, I got to bring in a Caballero. Oh, Caballero. Yes. <laughs> and I got to bring in a keeper that can play with his feet. Brings in Claudio Bravo. The funniest thing, they pay Barcelona 20 million euros. Oh, my God. And then I think I think that's the reason why you guys are so bad that year. Oh my god! And he got a he got that red card against Barcelona too in the champ doing that yeah. stupidity handball outside the box. So yeah, but anyway, so then honorable mentions. I want to go first because I have a bunch. Um, where we can start with, um, Joe. Now nah, you didn't watch. You didn't watch. I know they, who he is. Yeah, but they I, bought I him for like thirty million from Shaq, from used uh, from Moscow. And, and at the time one, that was one yeah. goal in thirty games. Uh, Alvaro Negredo. Jovetic. Okay, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Then Danilo. But the only reason why I wouldn't say Danilo was a flop because he's the reason you guys got Cancelo. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I feel like, okay, he's got a pass. Uh, and then what else we got? Boni, like you mentioned. I think that's 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 a no, honorable mention. And then Ferran Torres. If you didn't sell him for that much money, definitely a flop. But yeah. you, got, you got more money than you paid for, so I think... Word, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Right. And sorry, and then one more that's kind of iffy. That's actually kind of changing my tone a little bit. But Ake, I feel like, in the until this season, he just looked more as a flop, and now he's kind of slowly turning it around a little more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can get behind you on that one. So, right, you, you you named two players that I wanted to talk about, and I wouldn't. I don't want to say that they're honorable mentions, but I would more so make a case for them, and I can understand why people see them as a flop. However, okay. I don't I don't consider them a flop. So the two players that I'm gonna name Alvaro Negredo and uh-huh. Stefan jo- Jovetic. All right. Negredo, I don't want to say that he's a flop per se because he only he only stayed with us for one season, one, and he he was well, he was. That. It was just the big hype, dude. No, no, no. It well, yeah, the big hype. And it was a insurance. The the first half of that season that he stayed with us, the 2013-2014 season where we won the league. He played phenomenal. He was very instrumental to our success in the Premier League that 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 season. It just sucks that the second half of the season he really fell out of form, and he was also he got hit with injury as well, and he just he just wasn't bagging in the goals or really contributing as much in that second half of the season. But that first half of the season, fucking phenomenal, amazing. He was a monster, bro. He was a beast. I'm telling you. So that's why I don't consider him a flop because he did over. He did at the end of the day help bring us a Premier League title for the one season that he stayed with us. And then Jovetic. Jovetic. Kind of, kind of same, somewhat the same argument as Negredo. He stayed with us for longer than a season, but he it did help. He went a couple of times, and that's why. No, no, he didn't. He, we just sold him. Oh, okay. Um, but injury. Didn't help his cause at all. Um, when, yeah, his first season, he was struck with a lot of injury. He In his first season, he scored six goals in 18, in 18 matches. That's not 
terrible, but again, it's also not fantastic either. So it's like it's like, uh, all right, yeah, we good. It's good enough. It's decent. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I feel like it also didn't work out because we spent all that money on Bonnie, on Bonnie, and we Bonnie, had all the Wilfred Bonnie. And we had so much expectation for him. So then Pellegrini left Jovetic out of the Champions League squad for Boney. Right. And Jovetic is just fucking... I remember him being heartbroken for that. But Jovetic is yo fantastic player, bro. It's hella flair in his goal scoring as well. Okay. So. All right. All right. Well, enough about your club. Let's get to my club. Yeah, your uh, shit house of a club. Let me, let me give you my five top flops. Are um, these in order or in order? Um, I'm going to try to do order. I'll figure right. it out. I think number one, it's not Paul Pogba. All right, so yeah, Alexis Sanchez. Dude, huge. Dude, it was just... I I'm surprised just thought, you have him as number one. No, I thought he was number one because the expectation, the amount of money we paid him, the amount of money we lost on him, dude, it was... I thought it was like a perfect... And then the fact that... He, I don't know if you've seen, seen an interview he gives that... After one practice with United, he goes, "Can I terminate my contract?" Just because of that, just, just. But this was after. This was long after the fact that he was right. Right. So, this is not. This is not. I think he was an intern. It was probably like last year. I think that he said yeah, that or two and, years ago. And I'm like, that makes. And you know what? Now that you, now that you mentioned that, now that you mentioned Alexis Sanchez, I immediately thought about that interview that you just mentioned, and that kind of, it kind of gives light to, I don't, You said that Ronaldo said this about like. The lack of infrastructure, like, at the stadium. Like, they don't have, like, an ice bath or some shit like that or whatever. Right. They, like, the pools, like, the, the, the tiles in the pools are broken. They don't have ice baths. It's just yeah, small, right. small little things that, like, just proper clubs have. Yeah, and it's just, like, you know, looking back, if you compare, if you look at the two, these two statements next to each other, it's kind of like, holy shit, like, it's a huge reflection of Man United's issues as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Glazers so, out, baby. Interesting. All right, who's who's number two? Um, so number two, it's either it's, it's I I think it has to be Paul Pogba because we spent a hundred and fifteen million euros on him and we got zero money back from. Only that reason he's number two because Maguire would be number two for me, but the reason the same, but we could actually salvage some of the money from Maguire, so it's TBD. If someone's willing to buy. Hey, someone give me twenty million. I don't care. We don't. Honestly, we I think I think, and I've been saying I've been saying this for the past week to myself. I haven't said it to you yet. I think Maguire, the quality that Maguire has shown over the past three seasons, is probably he deserves to be at where Leicester's at right now. He deserves to be in a team like Leicester currently. Bro, don't don't, don't say that, bro. No, it's okay. So yeah, Pog Pog, but just just the plain fact. Um, too, too, too injury, uh, too many injuries, and the fact that we spend a hundred something million and just am- amplifies how how big of a flop he really was. He was considered one of the best midfielders. So yeah, Paul Pogba number two. Too many injuries, hundred fifty million down the drain. He came in as the best midfielder in the world when we got him, and he's leaving. Now with voodoo shit, <laughs> not playing the World Cup, injured all the time. It's just not good. Bad for him too. Voodoo shit. Um, number three, Harry Maguire. I don't need to say anything about that loser. Um, yeah, self-explanatory. <laughs> number four, I I, don't, I know you probably didn't see him play, but I 
he was god awful for us. He just never lived up to the price tag either. Uh, Juan Sebastián Verón. Oh. Forty-seven million. Played like one, two seasons. Couldn't break the team. Nah, I don't. I'm not a. I don't think it's the biggest thing in the world or issue that he couldn't break into that great team that we had at the moment. It was just the fact the expectations, the price tag. It really didn't work out for like a year. It's so. Damn. That was pretty bad. And fifth, I'm up in the air. There's a bunch for number five. Not gonna lie. There's a bunch. There, I'm so I'm surprised you haven't named anyone that I'm thinking yet. Uh, there's a bunch. I could do Memphis. I could do Aaron Wambasaka. I could do. Well, pick, pick one. Pick pick one. Pick one. Hold on, yo. I'm like looking around. Uh, who else could be a bad one? Wambasaka. Mm, I'm sorry, I'm just looking. Anderson could be another one, but he won trophy. So okay, we'll take out Anderson. Anderson, Anderson won stuff. Yeah, he didn't live up to the potential because yeah, yeah, what injury, right? Yeah, no, he was just never that good. So we go. Ah, Schneider, who do I feel most? Oh yeah, I was gonna say Schneider. Schneider could be one. I'm gonna do Juan Bissaka because I just think I remember getting sold on. We we recruited or we scouted 700 right backs. That's the one we wanted to buy. Ow! <laughs> Not even the price tag, like, just that fact that that's a thing. How? Damn. So, yeah, that, that that's my five. And I guess, the honorable mentions, Angel Di Maria. But the reason why I don't think he breaks the top five is because we still got a lot of money from PSG for him. So we didn't lose that much. Same thing with Lukaku. Uh, we, he had that great first year, but then after that, he was shit. Yeah. And then... And then the pre the Mkhitaryan could be one, Van de Vick is on his way to being one, um, Schneiderlin, and then like I said, the other guy was Lindelof, and then Depay. There's a couple honorable mentions, but the, I'm I'm going really Lindelof. Yeah, I think so. I just is he still at the club? No, right? Yes, he is. He's been injured all year. Oh shit! I thought you guys got rid of him. In, at no, the, we still need we still need the death. Hopefully the you. fucking plates one seven for now. From finally though, he's good. Good. All right. So my here's my five that I would name. Okay. Um, and these are uh I know, three of them are self-explanatory, and then the other ones, the other two, I can't really like say on this is just like my opinion, but like obviously you know more because I didn't really see. No, I didn't. Okay. What? Well, yeah. So, Di Maria. This isn't in particular order. Di Maria, Memphis. And um oh and fuck out. And right on my fuck out. Uh I wanna say I'm gonna say Schneiderlin, but I don't I'm not really sure because maybe at the time he he was probably like the best option that you guys could have had. You know what I'm saying? In terms of the the center mid, Wait, center defensive. Say it again, the Schneiderlin you said sorry? Yeah, Schneiderlin. Um and also, I'm going to go with Alexis Sanchez as well. You could kind of... I feel like Juan Mata might be a, an honorable mention. I think at first, at first, his first couple of seasons, like, he, he really helped you guys out a lot. But then afterwards, I feel like... Like, I don't understand why he, Ooh, why he stayed. Rough. That's a little rough. That's a little rough. You, you're entitled to your opinion. No, I, no, no. I don't, I don't think he's... I'm saying, I'm saying in terms of, like, what was the point of you guys keeping him for so long when he's been... Okay, that that, but I don't think he was a flop. I think yeah, no, 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 definitely. He, he, like he did 
did what he could. No, definitely not a flop in terms of like he did definitely help you guys out a lot when he first came in. That's one hundred percent facts. But I'm saying like afterwards, like when he he fell off of the pecking order, like what was the point of keeping him for so long? You know what I'm saying? If you're not gonna play him, type of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, those are those are my mine. Um, gosh, there's so much. Look, I forgot Lukaku even played for you guys. To be honest, like I feel like that did not work out well at all. I feel like Van de Beek. Okay, this would be an interesting um, thing to talk about as well. We don't have to get into it now, but would you consider it a flop? For someone like Van de Beek, if they just don't really get given the opportunity, well, and I, I understand, yeah, you bought him, so I I think it could be like like I mean, you just brought up Mata. Like I think if you consider Mata a flop, it wasn't his fault though. Like I think even the because I think see so the difference between Mata and Van de Beek, Mata at least I saw perform well at a high level that helped us win. Yeah, it's a critical point now. Maybe not trophy winning teams, but. Those cup, those teams that we actually won trophies, and like seven years ago, like he was a big part of it. Um, I think the reason we banned because one, the price tag. Remember, price tag has a lot to do sometimes with if, when you determine someone is a flop or not. We just talked about Grealish. I think the reason why Grealish, I, a lot of people look at him as a flop is because of hundred million. If he costs you forty million, you think people are like going at him right now? Yeah, true. Good enough. Fair point. So I just think so. The banning is cr- tricky because. We bought him at a desperation, but we never played him. And now I saw reports that Ten Hag, as soon as he got in, he's like, I'm going to make sure to find a way to play you, but he hasn't been playing him. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should play or shouldn't. I think the merits on the field speak for themselves, and I just don't think he should. He wants to mess with the team. There's a reason why Casemiro hasn't gotten into the team either yet. Mm. But so it's a little weird with Van Beek because I think he's on the way of becoming a flop. And another reason why I do think he might be a flop is when I saw him at Everton, he wasn't performing. Like when he gave, he was given the chance and I, I, I told you, I don't know if it was this. Again, though, struggling, a struggling, regulation. Fair. Scare. Fair. fair. Everton. Um, I, my thing to me is for the Prem, he looks very slow with the ball. He's not quick enough with his, with like in his mind of like what he's decision making and, I think that's the reason that's holding him back. Mm. So, but we'll see. No, no, good point. Good point. Um, but yeah, but no, if he that's... doesn't succeed with Ten Hag, he'll be a flop. We know that for a fact. No, yeah, for sure. I, I can agree with that. Um, but no, that was that was well said. That was well said, Santi. But yeah, so Thank those, you, those are those are our our biggest flops for our respective clubs. I hope you. I mean, we we'll know if if you, you can comment on our Instagram post and shit and see if whether or not you agree with us or not but yeah that's that's those are ours that's all the time we got for you guys tonight on this episode please check out our previous episodes if you haven't already make sure to hit that follow button so you can get the notifications on when we drop episodes and follow us on instagram please that'll help out a lot as well we will see you guys next week take care lads